future income. You need a retirement income plan, and that's where Trent Lancaster of Janie Montgomery Scott can help. Call Trent at 866-567-8282 for your complimentary personalized analysis of your sources of retirement income and expenses you may face. Call Trent today and take a retirement test drive. Call 866-567-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning, race fans, and welcome to Start Your Engines on Cinco de Mayo. It is, isn't it? It is Cinco de Mayo, and um, we're, uh, I thought we'd have the, the regular crew here today, but Greg is under the weather, so we've uh, brought in another famous racing son, Bill Rossi. How you doing this morning, Bill? Good. How you guys doing? You guys doing all right? Yeah, we're doing great, and it's good to have you on the show here, and of course, we have a uh, we have a show here with a with a heavy heart with the uh, loss this past week of James Hilton that uh, we oh, found out right after the show last week. Yeah, you texted me yesterday. I wasn't here last week. I was at a track meet yeah. at Southern Wesleyan University, and you texted that to me, and there was nobody in the press box that knew or cared anything about racing. And so I was just kind of sitting there commiserating by myself. Yeah. Well, we've had him on the show so many times, and... uh I mean, a greater guy, I don't know of. I mean, he was he was always good to us and dropped everything to talk to us. Was funny, was personable, and um, and was great. And I told him the last time we had him on the show that I mean, I I could back him for the Hall of Fame in a heartbeat. Yep, any day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, any day we could do that. Yeah. Well, agree. Bill, you had a lot of dealings with him over the years. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Typically, I it was on my way home to go by James's shop, so I would go by, you know, constantly. And I ended up with a vintage car of his uh, years ago that I that I had found, and uh, Cotton Owens helped me with the car. So I'd make a lot of stops by James's to hunt the parts. Yeah, you know, and he would always take the time to just sit, talk, tell me where stuff was, or tell me to go find whatever I needed. You know. Yeah. Well. And listen, you, know, you talk about that. You knew James. You'd go by and, and stop, and he would stop and talk to you like that. But you didn't have to be somebody that he knew or somebody famous. If you walked in off the street, he'd stop and talk to you. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. He, um, I've got to point this out here, which to me, this is just an amazing statistic because he started in 1966. Actually, he ran a few races in 64 when he was a crew chief for Ned Jarrett. But um, when he won Rookie of the Year in 1966 until 1977, that's 12 seasons. I want you to listen to where he finished in the point standings these 12 seasons in a row. Second, second, seventh, third, third, second, third, fourth, 11th, third, 13th, and seventh. I mean, but you look at and then knock that back to the first two years he was, he was the runner-up to David Pearson and then Richard Petty. I mean, that's unbelievable. And probably, I, I would dare say, didn't run anywhere close to a full schedule. Well, actually, he did he run did. pretty did close really? to a full schedule. But the thing about it now, in some of the later years, like you moved back to like 71 and 72, two years when he finished second and third, he would get mad at NASCAR and uh, over some rules thing or mm. the, the purse. <laughs> and he'd run a lap just because he said he would be there right. and load it up and go home. Yeah, I mean, costing himself points, yeah. and it was one of those years there he didn't finish that far behind uh, Richard Petty for the championship. But you know, he, yeah. that didn't matter. You know, he had a he had a statement to make, and he was going to make it. Well, it cost him points and money, and listen, he, he ran pretty much a shoestring operation. He did. Oh yeah, he was one of the as was uh, Bill's dad's car. He was one of the winged warriors. Yep. Yep. 
the uh, the thing most uh, I've got I got to say this one too, and I don't I don't. Uh, this is just a personal reflection. But after we wrote the book, uh, or after I wrote the the book um, Declarations of Stock or Independence, which was the second book I wrote that came out in 2010, I spent a bunch of afternoons in uh, James's office. Um, hearing his story so I could write a chapter on him, which I entitled The Ageless Wonder. And he was still racing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He had just, in fact, run a, run a race at Talladega where he, fin- he finished uh, on the lead lap. It was like 13th or 14th, but he led at one point. And after I got really close to, to uh, James, I went... Like you, I was just passing by. I was in the neighborhood one time, and I just pulled up to to go, uh, you know, to walk in the shop and see him. And I will never forget this. And I told you this the other night. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. When he saw me coming up, you know, the the through the lot there, he said, uh, "There's that old racer." And you know, I am not a racer. I write about <laughs> racing. You know, if he'd said that to Greg or something, right. or you, you know, that would that would be a, another thing. But to call me an old racer, I'll never. I mean, that was a, to me the ultimate compliment. Right. Right. And um, you know, that's uh, well. The last race I saw him in was uh, several years ago. A bunch of us went to Rockingham. Okay. And he was in that that race, and it was the one where he. he Wrecked and hit the wall and broke his ankle. Broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah. car caught on fire. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was that. it was pretty bad. It wreck. was. Yeah, yeah. And the other, go ahead. No, I'm gonna say. And then he ended up getting back in the car oh, after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he wasn't gonna quit. That's for sure. The other bad wreck he had in his career was at Rockingham back in uh, I don't know the year, but it was the it was in the sixty uh, the the late sixties early seventies. He was in a, a real bad wreck, and he in fact that was the car. That's on the cover of uh, Declarations of Stock Car Independence that he got from Cotton. Oh, okay. He said, I ran that car for four, three or four years until uh, uh, until I had that bad wreck at Rockingham. And that sort of finished it off. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, it was a horrible thing to hear. I know Greg and I usually go out to eat after the show on Saturday. And uh, we were coming back. I was taking Greg home. And he got a phone call. And he turned to me and he said, do you know anything? Uh, you know, I, I could overhear him. He was sitting right next to me. And he, he said, uh, no, I haven't heard anything about it. And and said something like Tweety too. And let's don't forget that James yeah, lost right. his son. That's right. And, um, and when he hung up, he said, uh, so somebody asking me if, if I knew that James Hilton, uh, was there any truth to the fact that he had, had been killed? And I was, uh, I mean, I... I, I just didn't think it was true, and I yeah. dropped Greg off and went home, and my daughter Hannah was sitting there on the couch playing on her phone like all teenage girls are doing. And I said, Hannah, you see anything on there about James Hilton? And she looked. She wasn't looking there. And, you know, it was people were tweeting about right. it left and right and, and some real uh, reliable sources. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was, uh, you know, it was I, I, still... I still can't believe it. So they had the uh, visitation. Was that Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday night, Wednesday night up at uh, Seawright's funeral home, and there was a, a huge crowd with uh, some people that you might be familiar with, like Mike Helton, the CEO of NASCAR, and uh, Dale Jarrett. I'm uh, not Dale Jarrett. Ned Jarrett and his, his um, what's the son that was. His oldest son. His oldest son. And his name passed. I can't think of it right now. It wasn't Dale. It was the other one. And um, Rex White was there. And Jeremy Clements. Clements. Uh, Glenn. I think Tony. Glenn Jarrett. Glenn. Oh, no. That might be. Yeah. 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 Glenn Jarrett. So uh, we, uh, you know, and, and just thousands of well-wishers. It was yeah. a long, long line of people there. Yeah. So, um, but there was some other racing. And, and we're going to have a special guest uh in the next segment, we're going to have Gary Ravan, who um, knew James just like we all did, only he knew him a lot better than I ever could have thought of knowing him. He knew him professionally and as a uh, as, as a friend, and he's going to come on and reflect uh, a little bit about the, his life and dealings with, uh, with James Hilton, but... 
there was some other racing over the weekend. That was exactly what I was sitting here thinking, and I was hoping that's what you were leading up to. And we were talking about the Xfinity race out in the hallway a while ago. Well, that was kind of that was kind of different. Yeah, yeah, definitely with uh, with Spencer Gallagher winning his first race there. Yeah, and then getting gigged, getting gigged. Yeah, yeah, that was quite a shame. Uh, and that's a family-run team, from what I understand, because yeah, I. Here it's got the car owner. It says uh, somebody Gallagher. So it's a uh, you know to yeah. win your first race and be on a pardon me a high yeah you know <laughs> he uh, boom he uh, and listen uh, quite honestly folks he, he was uh, cited for uh, an illegal illegal Ooh. substance we don't know what it was right. it could have been some cold medicine or yeah. something yeah. we don't know we're not inferring anything or some sports medicine or right. something that they might not have been able to use or something so. or could have been something bad could have right could have and the reason i say that is cuz it really doesn't matter he's going to have to go through the protocol right yeah. if he'd have he's been shooting I up think, uh, he's suspended until he goes through rehab is, is right. what i heard so well that was a not a way to start out your career. Is Not it? a good way to start out your career. And he uh, actually, you know, we always try to keep up with Jeremy Clemens. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a terrible day. Yeah, that's what he he uh, lost a fuel pump and had been, you know, Talladega is usually one where you, 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 you can count on him yeah. being up towards the front. Mm-hmm. But he lost a fuel pump and finished a miserable 35th yeah. after only 53 of the... Um, 115 laps. Well, if Jeremy finishes that far back, you can rest assured something happened to oh, his yeah. equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, you're right because he hardly ever gets involved in yeah, a crash unless somebody takes him out like on a road course or something, which uh, they will be gunning for him, I, I got a feeling, next time they go to Road America. Yeah. But um, he dropped to 20th in points and, you know, that's nothing he can't recover from. He's, uh, he's only 8 points out of 19th, so you just have to start inching your way oh, up. Yeah. One race at a time. One race at a time. And, uh, of course, the big big event of the weekend was the uh, the 500. Yeah. yeah. And it was, as usual, fraught with bent Barnage. sheet metal. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. You know, we always yeah. talk about the big one, and there's always more than one big one. And there was. They didn't let them down this time. It, they got started not too early. I mean, they were settled down for a while there, and it took them until lap 71 when uh, Trevor Bain looked like he just lost it. He might have gotten a little tap there from, uh, or, or the, the wind taking off the, the spoiler, or, or, you know, the different excuses they come up with. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, it's did he hit him or did he hit, didn't he hit him? Well, he didn't hit him, but he took the air off his spoiler, so, you know, what's the difference? But that was with Trevor Bain, Eric Jones, and Kyle Larson who finished dead last uh, and, by the way, is on the pole at Dover tomorrow. Oh, wow. So he's gone from the you-know-what house to the penthouse. Yeah. At, at least... Uh, Let's call it the outhouse. The outhouse, outhouse. yeah. That <laughs> I forgot they call it that. <laughs> and uh, oh, I used to have one. Did you? <laughs> we really did, yeah. Two hauler? Not one. One hauler? Yeah. Y'all were poor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And I remember taking baths in the sink. <laughs> now that was a big sink. Well, I, was, I was I was only about four oh, years I old. See. Yeah. All right, I got you. And um, then they had the other big, the big big one was uh, took out Austin. D- I, I think they attributed this one to uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, is what I heard. Yeah, and it eliminated um, Austin Dillon, AJ Allmendinger, my pick, Brad Keselowski, uh, Michael McDowell, Clint Boyer. And Paul Menard and um, William Byron. So uh, now that one, you know, they attributed it to, to Jimmy Johnson, but it didn't take him all the way out, did it? No, no. And- it did. Well, he ended up being out on his own, I guess, from a uh, uh, pit working on the car during the, the red flag or something like that. He something, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had. Uh, I guess his spotter had got the word to do something, and it was actually to start. You're in, they could start their engines, and then somebody obviously had worked on the car, from what I understand, and it was wrong. Oops. You know, so he got penalized, and I think that's what ended up taking him out. Well, I thought that was okay. I, Earnhardt used to run out there and change four tires down in the first turn <laughs> <laughs> at Charlotte. No, I know you can't do that, yeah. so um, you got to wait till they give well, you... Yeah, the, they kind the, of strict, stricted it up. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. And... Um, 
Well, he's protesting it, so we'll see. <laughs> the uh, Joey Logano won the race. I just yeah, picked yeah. A, I just picked the wrong Penske car. That's yeah, and uh, it wasn't a particularly exciting finish. I mean, it wasn't like there was a big slingshot for the for the win or the lead there at the end because uh, I think the two guys running second and third. Um, couldn't get to couldn't get together. Yeah, and they they were too busy racing each, each other exactly. instead of trying to get up yeah. and overtaking Logano. Yeah. Well, he had led the last forty two laps of the third segment itself. So, mm-hmm. well, and also um, it was Chase Elliott and the Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what are they going to do if a Ford pushes a Chevrolet <laughs> by to win the race <laughs> from another Ford? So that you know that was something that at least a good number won the race in number twenty two, which was. Uh, <laughs> Mario Rossi's number and, I, and and the prettiest cars I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Used to used to I always say live. They used to live across the street from the Beacon. Yeah, yeah. And I've said it a million times. I, every girlfriend I ever had back in the seventies, late sixties, that went with me to the Beacon, ended up walking up the hill to Mario Rossi's garage <laughs> to see what was going on. See you, your your real true love. <laughs> I, 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 you are you hit it. You hit it, buddy. And um, and we can talk about that a little more if we have time. I tell you, we got a packed show today, but we're going to take a break right now and come back with Gary Ravan and talk about the life of James Hilton on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, link. Come on in for lunch or dinner. Lapaz offers authentic Mexican fare seven days a week. Want a quick and inexpensive weekday lunch? Lapaz lunch special started just $4.50. Mauricio invites you to try Lapaz traditional Mexican cuisine along with great salads, the Texas fajita, and vegetarian options. Enjoy your favorite adult beverage, including the $1.50 draft beer while on special from the Lapaz fully stocked bar. Tell Mauricio Fox Sports 1400 sent you to Lapaz Mexican. Restaurant right across from the post office on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs. This is Phil Cornblue. Join me for Sports Talk weeknights at 6 on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 93. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, Fox Sports 1400, and 98.3 FM, and it's my pleasure to bring on the line with us uh, Gary Ravan, who's uh, probably up there looking out over Lake Bowen or something, but he's going to talk to us and re- reflect on the life of uh, James Hilton. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing real good. How are you doing? Well, I've got a terrible cold, so if I sound like a frog, I'm <laughs> just the way it is. Well, I know why you got a cold. You were running around out there Wednesday night without a hat on. I'd never seen the top of your head before. <laughs> well, that's probably true. <laughs> and uh, well, I, had, I had to fix up every once in a while, you know. <laughs> what, have you been wearing that hat Bill gave yeah. you? Uh, yeah, in fact, I had it on this morning. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. After a year's wait. That must have been a heck of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, I know you knew uh, uh, much better than me, uh, James Hilton. Uh, tell us a little bit about your dealings. Well, first let me qualify you a little bit. You, uh, I know you were you were crew chief for uh, Morgan Shepard on his Xfinity team, and uh, most recently you were on Jeremy Clement's team Um and I didn't realize you were up there celebrating with him out in the track when he won at Road America last year. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, he had. Uh, I had actually retired from it, and, uh, and when we go to uh, road courses and things, uh, he needs extra spotters and stuff. And uh, so he taught me into going up there to, to spot. And then when we got there, because the truck series and the cup series was running in Michigan, so all of the regular pit guys 
was tied up with that stuff. So I wound up having to gas the car. <laughs> so I hadn't gassed in a year or so, but it's just like riding a bicycle. So it's, but, uh, we, uh, we had a heck of a run that day. And, uh, I told everybody, I said, well, that was my bucket list, and, and now I can retire and be happy. <laughs> well, I tell you what, they, you might you might be the good luck charm. I, I believe I'd invite you back this year. <laughs> well, that'd be fine. Gary, talk to us a little bit about James Hilton, and um, how long have you known him? When did you meet him? And uh, just anything you want to say, because uh, <laughs> I, I, I know <laughs> that there was a lot of people standing around outside that funeral home uh, Wednesday night. Everybody telling great stories about James. Yes, he was. He was a great fella, and uh, Twitty as well. He was. He was just as good. We can't and, forget uh, Twitty. Yep, and uh, and we don't definitely don't want to forget uh, Terry Strange. Uh, I mean, he's, exactly. he's got a long, a long road uh, to recovery because I, I've, I've been in them shoes with them broke bones, and that's not no easy thing to, to get over. So uh, everybody needs to, you know be thinking about him and keep him in your prayers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But James, uh, I, I first met James back in the late 60s. Um, there used to be a little, well, it's actually still there. There used to be a 7-Eleven little store that was up next to his shop. And a bunch of us guys in high school and all, we used to hang out up there and uh, shoot the breeze and everything and, and help the guy out that ran the place. We used to help him out where he could take a day off or something or other. So, but uh, James and, and uh, Twitty and you know a bunch of guys that worked for him at that time, they would come in and out of the, the store there to buy Cokes or Pepsis or Crackers or whatever. And uh, so he was always joking with us and carrying on. And uh, so we'd, we'd go out to his shop, or I would. And, and uh, so that's kind of how I got to really start knowing him. And then... Uh, of course, you know, things go, and I went my separate ways and got married and, and went to work. And so I kind of got away from it for a while, and then I got back into racing. And, and I would see him, you know, on uh, several occasions. And then, uh, you know, the last few years, um, I would see him quite a bit because they would run some of the ARCA races before our races. Uh, you know, places like Kansas and, and uh, Road America and places like that. And I would see him, and I, I, I was thinking about it. Uh, yesterday, uh, in fact, last year at the Road America race, um, they were running before us, and it was his birthday. And I remember him uh, sitting there in, in that old lounge—not uh, lounge chair, but just the old fold-up chair there in the pits. And uh, so we was watching him run, and, and uh, I was giving him a hard time about being so young. <laughs> and uh, he—he's uh, always joking on us, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, he was just, you know, if you was around him any at all, it, you always learned something. You know, he was always telling stories and always talking about, you know, how things were done and, and uh, you know, the younger generations and that kind of things. And, and uh, but man, I tell you, he could tell some stories. Huh? <laughs> well, when we were we were writing that book, uh, you know, and I would sit there and just turn on the recorder. I, in fact, I'm, I've got the recordings. I would never throw any of the, that stuff away. And I, I, I want to just sit back and listen to him because he, all you had to do was wind him up and he was gone. I mean, he would just, oh, yeah. one story after another. Yeah, oh yeah. He was, uh, <laughs> he'd get going. He wouldn't know when to hush. But uh, he, he would, uh, when I was working at Clements, he would come down there to get parts and stuff and, and uh, to get Tony them to machine something for him or something other. And I'd see him down there a lot. And, uh, but then in the last, uh, I guess six or eight months, uh, we would start meeting at the, at the Granny's Cafe over there in Inman and, uh, eat breakfast a lot in the mornings, uh, him and, uh, Terry and, uh, Twitty be with him sometimes and, uh, Ken Turner. And we would always joke and he was always giving me a hard time because he said I was too young to retire. I don't need to retire. <laughs> Well, he was always about that. Well, I don't think he was ever going to retire. He might have said he was, but no, he's he's one of the he was one of those guys that that is just like kind of like Morgan Shepherd is today. He he, he doesn't know anything else, and that's all he knows. And ever that was his happy spot. That's right. And you know, it's like you know, some people have you know fish or whatever is that happy spot. Well, that's that's their that's their happy. You know, mm -hmm. that's all they ever known. Mm -hmm. And so they they live for that, and uh, 
so, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was just, uh, and it still is. I, I, I still can't just. I can't either. Fathom in my head that yeah. he's, you know he's not here. And, I absolutely and, uh, can't believe it. Yes, yeah, like I said the other day, you know, I and I was telling them I I would make it a point to always go by the shop on my way home because it was on the way home. But you know oh, yeah. now, uh, now my path takes another you know another route because you know he's not there. I can, you know, I can go by there at eleven o'clock and the door in the evening and the doors be up and the lights be on and stop. And, you know, oh, yeah. now everything's just closed up, and I'll go down 26 and go home the quicker way and not spend time <laughs> going by a shop, you know. Oh, I know. It's just, uh, Lord, he, he he was just, he has so much stuff in that shop. You can't oh, yeah. walk, start. Yeah. And uh, I always kid him about him and Jimmy Beans has got more scrap metal than any scrap metal company in the world. Yeah, he wouldn't throw anything away, that's for sure. I mean, he had springs and stuff in the back and I'd go back there and look and I said, James, what are you going to do? I, I might have to use that somewhere and I'm like, man, that thing's probably been used and abused and you know, it won't work next week. Uh, that's true. That's true. But, but he uh, had it. Yep, he had it, and then it was his. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, he ran a lot with Dodges, and I always think of James when I think uh, when I think of James. I think of him racing a Dodge, but he actually won won his two Cup races in Ford. Ford. Uh, the Talladega was actually was in a Mercury, mm-hmm. and um, yep. of course, uh, when he won Richmond, his first big win was in a. He just bought the car from Holman Moody. It was Pearson. In fact, it was still in Pearson's gold and blue colors. Oh wow! Yes, it was. Yeah, and. Um, and then when he won that fantastic race during Speed Weeks, which was like a few, uh, maybe a week or so before the Richmond win, I mean, he was red hot when he took that Camaro down to uh, to Daytona and won the Citrus 250 and, uh, yep. in, a, in a race uh, race-long duel with Tiny Lund. So, you know, now I heard something the other night that uh, I haven't heard anything else about and I haven't really had time to research it. I don't know if you were talking to Bill or not, but... Well, is there or was there some sort of movement to uh, to keep the team going, just sort of a, uh, in memory and um, you know trying to scratch up a crew and, and enough people to to make the next race? Or what's going on with that? I, f- I found that fascinating. Well, I, I, you know, I really don't know. Uh, it was mentioned uh, a couple of couple of guys mentioned it. Uh, the driver Brad Smith had talked about it. Um, you know, maybe keeping it going. Uh, but I don't, you know, I haven't really heard anything else about it. Uh, uh, one of us, a couple of them asked me, would I be interested in, in helping? And I said, I'd do anything I could. Um, but, I mean, I think it would be great if we could. Uh, if do you we know could how do many that. races uh, were left? That I, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. on the ARCA series. I know they were off this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think they run next, I think they run next week. Yeah, that'd probably uh, be a pretty I'm good feat. Sure to put those yeah, guys yeah. together, I, I you know, to put something like yeah. that together. But, you know, you know, James has stood the test of time in NASCAR. I mean, when you sit back and look at where this started and who's left and who has been in it as long as he has, uh, there's, no, there's no comparison other than, you know, Petty or somebody like that. I mean, even oh, yeah. Cotton Owens and those guys, you know, I mean, I, I love <coughs> those guys to death, but, you know, they, they didn't do this near as long as James did it. No, no, it's a... Uh... James gave a lot of people a start, um, and I cannot name them, but I know. And she tore the car all to pieces. But a couple of years ago, he a lady drove his car at at Daytona, and uh, and I I mean, he's just. I think he was always willing to help somebody get started. uh, Oh yeah, and even I remember James was always he was always willing to help anybody that Mm. you know. All you had to do was ask him. He would just you know. He was always right there. To, all you had to do was ask him a question. You know, <laughs> he would tell you. Yeah. Uh, you might not like what you hear. That's right. <laughs> he's going to tell you. That's right. Yeah. He, uh, he. I know that back in the. I guess it was in the late seventies because I remember it was in those uh, big long. Uh, Osmobiles when when racing was really great and you had uh, five or six different brands out there or, or variations of two different kinds of Buicks and two different kinds of Pontiacs and, and whatever uh, he would uh, he put Jim Holbert in the car and uh, you know he he if he thought he could do better with somebody else in the car I mean he would do that too I, I don't know if maybe some of these people um, bought.
fought their way into the car, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I, I just remember uh, putting other people in the car when, you know, when his own career was, I mean, it was going strong. And he'd, uh, he, he was more than willing to uh, turn it over and see how another driver could do. I remember specifically Jim Holbert, though, because I think I bumped into him up there one time, and I didn't even know who he was. And after that, I always knew what he looked like. I guess they were fitting him for a seat or something. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he just, and he gave, you know, a, a ton of, of different crew people, you know, chances, you know, and just got them started in racing. And, and uh, I mean, I I was a late starter in it. Uh, it's something I always wanted. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. That's okay. Um, we won't keep you much longer. Hang in there. <laughs> the, uh, you know, everybody would. I always wanted to be in the racing. I, my my dad took me to my first race at the old Spartanburg Fairgrounds. In me too. Yeah, and that was my first race. And I I said right then, oh man, this is what I wanted to do. But you know, things change, and you get married, and then I went to work for General Electric Company, and was there for thirty eight years. And, uh, and then my my cousin, uh, which most of you probably remember, Donald Van, uh, he uh, he was a tire changer. Uh, on a lot of cars, uh, Dave Marcus and, and uh, uh, Jimmy and, and uh, several others, and, and so he got me to wanting to me to ride with him to the races because he didn't want to drive by himself, and uh, so that's how we I really got back into it. Uh, and then we worked on the uh, Big Johnson uh, T-shirt car um, back when uh, well Kurt drove it to start with, and then. Johnny Rumley drove it and uh, worked with them and then I got back out of it and then I got back in it again uh, with Jimmy Means and that's how I got going with it and then after I retired uh, I just went in it full time <laughs> Did you ever specifically work for James Hilton? No I, I never really actually worked for him no uh, like I say we would, I would help him out some here and yonder in the like when it was the racetracks and stuff uh, but other than that, I, that's, that's all I really did. Well, I know that um, James was very helpful, as as we've pointed out, with other drivers. And I didn't even think about good grief. I bet you couldn't list all the the crew people and helpers and gophers yeah, that he that, that he gave a start to. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, you know, But it, the thing about James is, and I was talking to one of the guys up there the other night, and. You know, who else would take cotton mill workers and, and make racers out of them? <laughs> True. True. You know, and you think about that. I mean, you know, it was just whoever he could get, and, and he would teach them what to do. And, and that's that's what was so great about it. Yeah. And, and a lot of the older guys, I mean, I've learned, learned tons of stuff from, from him and, and Morgan and, and Jimmy Means. You know, that's that's where you learn all this stuff at. And of course, uh, you know things change, and cars change, and setups changes, and all that stuff. Uh, the setups now is just so, you know, so elaborate. To them. it's just, it's not a just a pull in and throw springs at it anymore. It's a whole different ball game. That's right. Well, James was uh, doing everything everything he could to keep up with it, and to keep up with it as as long as he did, I guess. I guess it was a matter of uh, sort of like treading water. If you if you stop, you're going to sink. And he just kept going and kept going. And uh, you know, it's uh, and I I just had a thought as I was sitting here that we don't want to. We mentioned Terry and uh, and we want to keep him in our thoughts and prayers. And of course, Tweety was he was lost in the accident too. But we we can't forget about Evelyn, yeah. which was the yeah. reason that we were up at the funeral home the other night. I mean, to to give our condolences to her and. Uh, Tweety's mom and and James's ex wife and um, but they were still close. Yeah, and, uh, oh yeah. Stuff for James, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we don't want to forget about about them and uh, just keep all the Hilton family in our in our thoughts and prayers. Definitely. Absolutely. Just uh, like we uh, yesterday. Uh, in fact, we were supposed to be having lunch yesterday uh, with a buddy of mine was bringing up uh, Frank Warren. And that was we were going to have lunch yesterday. Uh, that was planned, so it, of course that was, didn't happen. But uh, well, it was good to see Frank. I, yeah, he he was there, and uh, uh, another one of the Dodge boys. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, Gary, look, we appreciate you coming on the show. And um, and I can tell you that I, I was looking it up here while you were talking. ARCA runs next at Toledo, in Toledo at, uh, okay. on, on May the 20th in the Menards okay. 200. So, uh, you know, if, um, if you could get up a, a crew to field a car for... You know, James, that would that would be terrific. And if it happens, we'd certainly like to have you back on the show if you're involved to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh. You never know. <laughs> Toledo's not that far away. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> out there might be listening that wants it to happen, too. So That's right. Yeah, that's, well, that's true, too. Well, Gary, we but appreciate you. Like, like everything else, it takes money. It does. That is true. Well, Gary, we appreciate you coming on the show this morning. I know you're not feeling real hot, but uh, you sounded great. We love the, the insight you gave us into James's life, and uh, we'll see you down the road someplace. All right. I certainly do appreciate it. Thank you, All Gary. Right. Keep that yeah. hat on your head. All right. Really? And uh, that's Gary Ravan, who's uh, known James for a long time, good friend of the show. And we're going to take a break right now with uh, come back with Nelson Crozier and talk about what happened last week at Talladega and what's happening this week at Dover. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400. Forever to be. And you can put spurs on this one. The Guarded in Black play here. He dives and makes the catch. Catch the Gamecocks in action all season long. Blast it deep to right. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Here comes lunchtime. Do you know that unlike some barbecue places, Bubba's Barbecue and Bash has ribs for lunch every day. Bubba's also has great burgers, pulled pork, calabash chicken, all of your favorite sides, and some of the best sauce around. Top it off with Bubba's famous banana pudding or a slice of pecan pie for dessert, and you'll make Bubba's your barbecue home. Bubba's Barbecue and Bash, 827 West Blackstock Road, just a half mile from Westgate Mall. Have lunch at Bubba's today. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. If you're in the market for a job in manufacturing or distribution, or you run a business and are in need of employees in fields ranging from small-scale construction to large mechanical contracting to manufacturing, packaging, and warehousing, then let CRS help. CRS has been a reliable bridge that runs in both directions for employers and job seekers. Get your next great search started today. Call CRS at 336-2405, stop by 337 Spartan Green Boulevard in Duncan, or online at crshighright.com. Where's the greatest return on your tax dollars? Elite Audio, where we offer the best in car audio, video, navigation, and custom design systems that are one of a kind. If you're like me, you spend a lot of time in your car, so make it safe with hands-free Bluetooth and keep the kids entertained with a mobile video system. The look of your ride is just as important as how it sounds. We also do wheels, tires, and accessories. Over 80 wheels on display at Elite Audio on Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check us out on the web at EliteAudioOnline.com. You dream it, we build it. This is Dan Patrick, and you're listening to Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How are you doing? Oh, doing pretty good today. Are you, uh, are you at Dover? At Dover on Weather Lookout. Uh, oh, okay. We got a weather problem up there this week? Right. The whole schedule for today has been moved up an hour. So, you know, we're just an hour away from, uh, you know, the start of the Xfinity race. And, uh, you know, weather for tomorrow, uh, you know, hard to say. We'll just keep an eye out. It, it should be okay, but uh, it's going to be a push to get it in. Nelson, we have a special guest in the studio today. Greg's under the weather, and um, so we brought in to, to sit in his slot uh, Bill Rossi, who's Mario Rossi's son. Um, I know you know Mario Rossi. 
Oh, absolutely. How you doing today? Oh, doing very well. Good. So what did we take away from Talladega last week other than uh, the winner of the Xfinity race is uh, on suspension? Well, it was a pretty good race for the most part. That's too bad the last 30 laps, uh, you know, couldn't have gone like the rest of the race because it was there was a race rather than a crash test up to that point. <laughs> well, I, I commented there, uh, maybe I shouldn't have been so lighthearted about it, but what what... What about the young man that, that won the Xfinity race? And, uh, I mean, that was a, you go from a, the highest high of winning a race, your first race, and your, your family team, and then turn right around, and a few days later, you're, you're suspended, and you have to go through the, the drug protocol. Well, apparently it was a one-time shot. Uh, he admitted he made a mistake. Uh, he's going to get, uh, you know, following NASCAR's procedure, and I don't think it's going to be too long before it's going to be back uh, in the car in the truck. Uh, by the way, uh, the recent truck uh, with Jay Sorter filling in yesterday uh, won the race. Okay. Well, now, how does that work? I mean, was that a random drug test, or was did they receive a tip, or was he acting not normal? Or, I mean, how did that come about? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was random, uh, you know, NASCAR's got people, you know, to keep an eye uh, on it. Of course, you know, if somebody spreads a rumor, uh, whether it's fact or fiction, they're going to going to check you out. So that's always a possibility as well. But he seems to be a very uh, nice, polite young fellow. And, uh, you know, let's hope he gets back on track and say Sorter's doing a good job throwing it in, in the meantime. Well, did they give any indication about what the substance was? No, uh, there's been no comment, uh, to my knowledge, to this point. It's about what it was. I don't think they ever do, do they? Uh, I don't recall ever hearing what the offensive drug was. A, a lot of times I think the driver will volunteer that it was some cold medicine or something, you know. But um, Right. There have uh, been a couple of uh, indications uh, in the past, you know, as to uh, what it was. Uh, NASCAR's got a pretty strict list, and... Sometimes, well, they've got rules, but sometimes uh, it's inadvertent that somebody gets caught up in the system. If you have prescription medication in your system, you don't have the prescription for it, and the doctor doesn't uh, respond in a timely manner, uh, that's enough to get you kicked out. Wow. Well, you know, it happened to, uh, this seems like ancient history now, but uh, A.J. Allmendinger got got, uh, suspended for a while. That's been years ago. And, you know, I think it's a good thing uh, they're erring on the side of caution uh, in some of it. Because you certainly don't want somebody out there that has mind-altering drugs uh, or something that, you know, is, uh, you know, slowing up your reaction time. Uh, You know, best to err on the side of caution. Do you have a... um uh, what I was going to ask you if, since we're talking about the Xfinity race, and you say it's going to start in an hour, um, how did the qualifying go in that? Because I don't think we had time to, to hear anything about the Xfinity qualifying. Jeremy Clements, you know, we like to try to keep up with him, and he had a rough week at Talladega. Right. Uh, I don't think they put the list out yet. Uh, it's just finished up a little bit ago, I believe. Okay. Well, then let's do this before we run out of time. Let's take our let's get our picks for this week. Uh, Nelson, who you like? Uh, I think I'll go with Brad this week. Brad Keselowski, yeah, he sort of bent his car up last week when uh, when uh, I was trying to pick him. Uh, Ronnie, what do you think? I'm going Harvick. Bill, our uh, guest picker. I guess I was going with Truex. I tell you, Truex is. I don't know how many cars they got, but he's wrecking one about every week. I'm, it's, it's time to straighten that mess out, I guess. You know, I'm going to go with uh, Chase Elliott. He's got to win one sooner or later, so it might as well make me look good. Um, how about that, Nelson? Uh, Truex is really on a, a... He's really having a rough time of it right now. With the, with the, uh, it, it does seem like he wrecks about every week. Well, you know, there's just been a, a variety of situations that... Uh, He's gotten caught up in, 
his pit road penalties, uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, Levin Carr has the most uh, pit road penalties for speeding of anybody. And, you know, during practice this morning, they were saying, slow down on pit road, slow down on pit road, because it's over, getting on pit road is a challenge, the pit boxes are small, and uh, it's really a challenge to keep the speed down. Well, I think Hamlin last week got a speeding penalty serving the speeding penalty. <laughs> he most certainly did. <laughs> I, mean, I have never heard that yeah. happening before. No, and they, and they were talking to him about it, and it's like, good grief, uh, uh, you're you're setting a record for these things, and uh, and you're doing them on top of each other. So that's kind of that's kind of strange. Nelson, what do you think about? Um, I mean, I know you just made your pick of Keselowski, but um, Kyle Larson starting up front with uh, with Kevin Harvick. That's uh, I tell you, it looks to me like it's going to be a real shootout with that mile track with those the way that you dip down into the turns and everything and I, I didn't think about the pit road but that, that is a cramped pit road and it looked like it would be an awkward entry and exit from the pit yeah the exit's not too bad but the entry most definitely is uh you know they've got the barrels in the pit road i think dave marcus was the first one to test those a number of years ago i remember that and, <laughs> you know made a mess they had to clean up but uh you know the Xfinity race yesterday was, uh, you know, uh, quite a challenge uh, throughout. Uh, people trying to push tire wear, uh, you know, might be another consideration. If, you're, if you don't have to set up right, you're going to wear out right front tires or blow out right front tires. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a little different racing on concrete, huh? Well, yeah, if you set it up right, is one thing, but everybody tries to push the setup uh, to go just a little bit faster. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, Nelson, you've been around a long time, and uh, as we all have, but uh, I was just wondering how much um, dealings did you ever have with James Hilton? I mean, that was a shocking, horrible loss that we're, we're still feeling here in Spartanburg um, and I, I, all over the racing community. Did you have much uh, dealings with James? Do you have a James Hilton story you'd like to share? Yeah, as I recall, uh, he was working for uh, Ned Jarrett uh, back at Watkins Glen uh, 1964 maybe uh, and he started the backup car you know, to fill out the field. He was doing pretty good. Comes in for a pit stop. Ned put a locking gas cap on the car. So that was James Rich. That's right. In fact, he told me that. And I'll tell you something else about that. Um, they took a piece of tape because it was Ned's, one of Ned's other cars, and uh, they, they made it number 71 instead of, uh, they just made a 7 out of the 11. Yeah. And, uh, right. And it was car 71. Yeah, I tell you, when I, when I wrote, the book about independence he told me that story i'd forgotten about that but he comes in the pits and ned didn't want him to run the whole race <laughs> and he but he was going to do it anyway and he put a he couldn't put any gas in the car so uh that's uh and ned was there ned was at the funeral home uh wednesday when we were there at the visitation well nelson um try to try to scare the bad weather away and uh we'll be uh watching the xfinity race an hour earlier today and hopefully we'll have a cup race to watch tomorrow Right. They haven't announced the schedule change yet for the uh, cup race, but uh, uh, keep your eyes and ears open because they may be starting that early as well. They have to run that by the networks, I guess, don't they? Yes, they do, and uh, you know, that's why they announced everything uh, scheduled for today that was going to be moved up uh, an hour so the networks could work it in. Yeah. And uh, you know, I haven't heard anything for change tomorrow, but uh, you know, I would not be surprised. Okay, Nelson. Well, look, we really appreciate you coming on. You're the best, and uh, we look forward to... Uh, where are we at next week? Kansas. Kansas. All right, you going to go out there? Probably. I was there to fight the wind. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I think they got a big casino out there next to the track, don't they? They do. When they built the track, there was nothing out there. Now there's a whole shopping center, the casino, uh, you know, basically a whole city. Mm. All right. Well, you be safe this week, Nelson, and we'll talk to you from. Uh, it's, we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, right. We'll talk to you from ne next week from Kansas. Okay, sounds good. 
Nelson Crozier, he's the best. I'll tell you what, I put him up against anybody. Oh, I, I enjoy talking and listening to him I, every week. I say it every week, and I'm going to say it. I'm continue to say it every week. Uh, well, it's been a different kind of show today. We uh, tried to uh, reflect on Neil uh, on um, James Hilton as much as possible, and got some real good stories and some insight, Bill. And uh, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Well, and uh, it. you got any? It got any notes we didn't get to use? Uh, Bill comes in here with a whole <laughs> double-sided <laughs> yellow piece of paper with notes on it. I, I mean, I like his preparation. Few. I do too. I had to make a few notes. Uh, you can remember a lot of things, but like when you go back to some of James's early career and even some of the later stuff, uh, it's you know it's hard to remember all of it. Uh, I do know that uh, I guess it was 2007 that he attempted to qualify for Daytona. Yeah. Uh, I guess he was doing pretty good until I guess he had a uh, there was a caution, had some clutch issues and didn't make the race. Right. So, so that was I guess his last. I think that was his last time. It was and time he to qualify. Yeah, he told me about that. They sort of ganged up on him and uh, and he did have a clutch problem, mm-hmm. but uh, it was one of those. That was when Red Bull first started. Oh, okay. And uh, it was one of the Red Bull Toyotas that blew up, and. Uh, I remember James telling me up there, says, Dadgum Tyote blew up and uh, <laughs> it cost me the race. And uh, and all the spotters got together during the caution flag and, and went on by me. Oh, wow. As, as soon as... Uh, as soon as I, you know, I wasn't able to come up to speed like everybody else. But, I mean, he was running 14th or 15th, and I think the top 15 would have made it. Yeah, I was hoping he would. I, actually, I think I'd been by the shop right after that, and he was telling me, the, you know, the whole story. Yeah. So, And we also want to send our prayers to Greg. Greg Moore. Yeah. Hope he's feeling better by next week. Yeah. Uh, but, Greg, take care of yourself. We love you and miss you. Greg's... Yeah. Uh, um, you can be replaced. We found it out I was today. Say, <laughs> I, you might be without a job, Greg. I might, I might enjoy this. I tell you, my Saturday morning routine. That's right. You should see this page of notes. He's two pages of notes he's got here. Well, we're gonna have heavy hearts a little longer for James Hilton. Remember James and Evelyn, uh, uh, James's family, Evelyn and uh, Terry, who's still in the hospital and's got a long recovery ahead. We appreciate you listening to Start Your Engines, and we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Fox Sports trending now. In the NBA playoffs Friday night, the New Orleans Pelicans.